What's up? It's Monday. How was the weekend? My weekend was cool. Didn't do anything too crazy. I know a lot of you guys are probably really hungover right now. Super Bowl Sunday yesterday. I know a lot of people went to Vegas, probably still in Vegas, probably driving on the way back home from Vegas. Or just hungover, called in sick. I didn't do anything yesterday for Super Bowl. I stood home with my family. It was cool. The game was good. I was going for Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. Like I said before, I want to witness greatness. Just like some of you are witnessing greatness podcasts. A pod god, they might call me. <laughs> so I just stood home. I did go to church yesterday, though. I started going to a new church. Because usually I go to Hillsong. Hillsong is my home church. But it's been closed for over a year because of the whole quarantine thing. The lockdown thing. And they don't want to break the rules. And my church, Hillsong, it's... It's not a liberal church, I wouldn't say, but they don't preach about sin. Talk about rainbows and unicorns mostly. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I always, I always thought that was kind of weird. I mean, I always felt like, just read the Bible, bro. What the Bible says, it says. I just feel like a lot of churches these days, they want to be people pleasers. And if you're a people pleaser, then that means you're not a God pleaser. You can't please both. You can't praise both. You got to pick one. You want to, you know, for the people or you want to be for God? Because if you're for God, then a lot of people are going to hate on you just like Jesus. Had the biggest haters out there. He was very straightforward, straight up. A matter of fact, I felt like Jesus was low-key like a smartass the way he talked. He talked in metaphors. Why do you talking metaphor, Jesus? Because I don't want idiots to know what I'm saying. That's pretty much how he said it. Jesus was straight up. And I feel like some of these pastors ain't even close to being straight up. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They don't want to say something and that person getting up in the middle of the message and walking out of their church. They're scared to tell the truth. So they pick and choose scripture of the Bible that pleases people. They don't want to talk about sin at all. They don't want to talk about revelation at all. They don't want to talk about how at all. But they will talk about heaven and love. Like, I get it. The Bible is love. Of course, God's love. Jesus is love. Of course, that's that. But you're forgetting about all the other things that's in the Bible, all the war. God is love. But what about that one time? Where God told Saul, I want you to go to this place. I want you to kill every man, kill every woman, every kid, every baby, every animal, any living thing. I want you to kill. Saul goes over there. He didn't kill everybody, every living thing. What did God tell Saul after Saul disobeyed him? What did God tell Saul? He tells Saul, I regret making you a king. I regret making you a king. And this is coming from God. God who makes no mistakes at all. He is perfect. But yet he still regrets making Saul a king. Almost like it's a mistake. I regret. I regret it. I regret it. I regret it. 
God two times in the Bible said he regrets something. One, when he said he regrets making us, mankind, human beings. He regret making us. And another time, he regret making Saul king. And people forget that the Bible isn't all about love. And people need to remember that. And I'm only saying this because I feel like people don't fear God anymore. Because the pastors are preaching all this unicorn stuff, all this fantasy life, all this, if he died, God, Jesus died for our sins. People are missing the whole point. Pastors are afraid to speak the truth. And that's why the world it is right now the way it is, because nobody is scared of God. Nobody has fear of God. Because they think they could do whatever they want. And they're still going to go to the heavenly gates and go to heaven. That's what people think. Read the Bible yourself. Do not rely on a pastor to give you the word. I said it before and it's an old saying. There's a time to take off the bib and put on the apron. Do your own homework. Read your own Bible. Do your own prayers. Get your own relationship with God. And you will find out the truth. But don't look for the truth with the pastor. Stop getting spoon fed. Study the Bible. And I'm saying this because the church that I went to yesterday, Sunday, the last two weeks, Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills, this guy is preaching about politics. He goes hard on politics. And a lot of people get mad. You shouldn't mix politics with religion. I got a lot of DMs about that. He, I'm, I can't even imagine the messages the pastor gets out of that. Don't mix politics with religion. That's what they say. Don't mix politics with religion. That's what they're saying. I got to disagree on that one. I got to disagree. And the reason why I disagree with that is, if you do read the Bible, the Bible talks nothing but politics and government. Moses. What the story about Moses? It was mostly about the Pharaoh. How he wanted to free his people from slavery from Pharaoh. Pharaoh being the government. The kingdom. The government. He had to go against the government to free his people. That had a lot to do with the government. He had to go against it. What about the book of Kings? Kings 1. Kings 2. Samuel. They're all kings, David, Solomon, Saul. They were all kings. The king is government to talk about the government because they are the government at that time. What about Jesus talking about tax collectors? Tax collectors, that's government. So in the Bible talks a lot about the government. So why can't pastors talk about government if they're talking about it in the Bible? I don't have a problem with pastors talking about the government and politics because a lot of the Bible is about politics. Read the Bible and you know what I'm talking about. A lot of people say, don't mix politics with religion. I feel like you didn't read the Bible and that's why you say that because I felt like if you did read the Bible, you would know the Bible is a lot about politics and government. Anyway, that's my church story for the, um, from yesterday for Sunday, the last couple of weeks. Try that church out. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Be right back after this commercial.
Let me give you some dating advice. Are you looking for a special place for a special person for a special date? Well, take them to Garden Bar and Grill located in La Habra and Pico Rivera. Good food, good service. Be there. So Saturday, it was that time. It was that time where I had to re-up on some new underwear, some new chonies. Whatever you want to call it, boxer briefs. That's what I wear. I wear boxer briefs. It was time. I was at home, and my mom was going to Target. And I go, you going to Target? She goes, yeah. I go, I'll go with you. I need to grab a couple of things. So she goes, fine. So I'm walking out of the house, and my sister goes, where are you guys going? I go, going to Target. And she goes, what are you going to Target for? I go, I need to buy some new underwears. And my sister goes, so you're going to Target to buy underwears with mom? I go, well, yeah, I guess. So she goes, you're going underwear shopping with mom. I go, we're just going to Target, dude. Like, take it easy. So we pull up to Target. She grabs the basket. I'm walking towards the um, underwear department, the men's department. She's following me because we're talking. We get to the aisle where all the briefs are. And she's there right behind me. I'm looking at the underwears. I go, Mom, you can't be here when I'm picking out my underwears. She's all, you act like I never picked out underwears for you growing up. I go, Mom, it's different. I'm a grown-ass man. I'll meet you in front at the register when I get my shit. You go do your thing. I'll do my thing. We'll meet up front. Leave me alone. So I'm looking at the underwears. And I'm looking, and for some reason, every time I buy new underwear, it takes me a while. There's a whole process I have to go through. I always picture myself wearing these ones or this one, this color or this color. And I don't know if you've ever seen the boxer briefs or the underwear pictures that the pictures of the models they have in front. But, you know, they're all in shape. They got this body, this six-pack. that is big old crotch, you know, the big old bump coming out. I'm a cool. I go, if I get those, will I look like that? So there's always these moments, a split second, that I almost buy tidy whities the tarantarans. Because you see the model on the picture, and he looks pretty good. Hashtag no homo once again. And I go, well, I look like that? And I know, I know for a fact that I have a nice butt. It's like a Van Damme butt. It's a really good butt. It's not all soft. It's like not real hard, but it's a good mixture of both. It's not too wide. It comes out perfect angle. Like it's a cool butt. I got a nice butt. These are facts, people. This shit I am not making up. So I always picture myself with my tidy whitey with my bomb butt. I always picture the girl laying in bed naked with the covers over her. And I get out of bed. I go, hold on, girl. And they go to the drawer, get a condom or some shit. So I picture myself walking away, walking towards my dresser and her just like looking at my butt walking away. And she's all giggly like, damn, that's a nice butt. So I always picture myself with the tidy whities. So every time I go underwear shopping, there's a moment. There is a moment where I almost buy the tidy whities. By end up flaking and ranking it, and I'm getting the boxer briefs boring as fuck. But I get the boxer briefs every fucking time. But one time, 
it's going to happen where I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to get those tidy whities And when I get those tidy whities I'm going to do a photo shoot. I'm going to call one of my photographers. I'm going to call Wacko. And we're going to do, do a photo shoot. And it's going to be a black and white photo shoot with me wearing my fucking tidy whitey underwears. And I'm going to look bomb as fuck. You're going to look at my butt. I'm going to look over my shoulder. I look, I'm going to look back at it. Look back at it. And it's going to be a bomb ass picture. Guaranteed over a thousand likes. Trust me. So anyways, after I picked up my boxer briefs. I'm texting on the phone, blah, 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 blah. Just texting away. And you know at Target, Target, the workers there, they will never, ever ask you for help. They don't ask me any help. They just don't do that. That never happened to me before. So I'm, I'm like in the middle of the aisle, just holding my underwears. And I'm texting somebody on the phone. I'm not bugging anybody. I'm holding my underwears, texting somebody on the phone. A target worker goes up to me, which they never do. Target worker will never go up to you and ask you for help. They never done it. I guarantee you they never done it for you either. But for some reason, this day, this Saturday, she goes, do you need help, sir? I go, no, I don't. I'm just looking for my mom. She gives me the weirdest look. She looks at me. First of all, she looks down and what I'm holding is my underwears. And then I go, I'm looking for my mom. It had to be the weirdest combination conversation that ever happened in Target, maybe. I'm saying Target. I'm not saying Walmart. Walmart is probably way more crazier conversations than combination that happened there. But I'm saying for Target, it was very weird for me. And it was a weird buying underwear experience that I ever had. Sorry I had to share that story with you, but it was a weird story. We'll take a small music break. Be right back. The numbers are still going up for COVID. It seems like it's getting more crazier and crazier. But the worse it gets, the more normal it gets. Like the world's getting back to normal a little bit. But I, I think we could all agree that we all know somebody that knows somebody that died from COVID already. I feel like most people had COVID already. Maybe not really extreme how I had it or other people had it, but you had it for at least three days or four days. You had it already. But I think we all know somebody that passed away from COVID, which is crazy because my Theo just passed away. Not from COVID. He died for some other things, but he passed away. But we can't bury him for like two months or so, a month and a half, I want to say. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people are experiencing that. You got to wait like a month and a half to bury your loved one. And I have a good friend who owns a cemetery. And he says a lot of people are deciding to cremate their loved one instead. And stating waiting like a month and a half, two months to bury their loved one. They'll just cremate them instead. So speaking of getting cremated, it takes me to this story right here. A few years back, I went to Chicago. They had a music festival there called Lollapalooza. It's, a, it's like a Coachella East Coast. It's a dope music festival. I went there for a day, two days. The Chicago Cubs were home and they had a game there. So I want to go to Chicago Cubs game because I want to see Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field is one of the oldest stadiums in baseball. 
I'm a big baseball fan, so I want to go to the game. So me and my ex, we bought tickets, and we go to the Cubs game. Had good-ass seats, first level. Dope. Game's over. We're kicking it. We're standing up, just, you know, just embracing the experience at Wrigley Field. Legends were there. I think that stadium's been around since, like, the early 1900s. We're just, like, admiring the field, looking around. Look how old it is. Very antique-ish. It's an amazing feeling. If you love sports, I recommend you go to Wrigley Field. It's amazing. So the game's over. We're just admiring the field. Cherishing the moment. And I know when people get cremated, they have a last wish. Somebody wants you to spread their ashes over the ocean. Spread my ashes in the middle of the desert. Spread my ashes at the lake. Wherever it is. Somewhere magical. Spread the ashes. While there's big sports fanatics that would like their ashes to be spread at a stadium, baseball field, football stadium, you name it. Just our luck. We're field level, like I said, so we're just there chilling by the field. There's a top deck above us. And I guess after the game, this family had ashes of their loved one. And they thought, and Chicago is called the Windy City, and there's wind there and stuff blows, you know, wind's blowing. So I think in their head, they thought, let's go for the top deck. And this is how cheap they are. If you're going to spread ashes on the field, get filled fucking level seats, first of all. Come on, bro. You're going to be that cheap for your Uncle Larry or where the fuck that guy is? So they're on a top deck. We're just being sweet angel on a lower deck. We're chilling. All of a sudden, we get all this shit all over our fucking face, our head, all over my ex-chick's hair. We're all spitting shit up. What the fuck is that? What's all this ashy shit on us? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? We look up and there's some people with the urn. And their face are like, oh my God, their eyes are bugged out all fucking like, what the fuck? And they're, oh my God, we're sorry. We're so sorry. I'm like, sorry for what? What the fuck is that? Finally, we realize it's fucking ashes of a dead person on us. They fucking threw the ashes, emptied it, poured it out, thinking the wind is going to take it. All magical and mystical. And just flow and spread the field with the ashes. I I think that's what they daydreamed how it was going to be. But no. It landed. It went straight down. Landed straight on me and my eggs chick. And we had dead person ashes all fucking over us. It was disgusting. But now it's a funny story. But my chick had all, all over her hair. It was in her fucking mouth. It was fucking disgusting, dude. Terrible, terrible. But besides that, Wrigley Field was amazing. I super recommend it. I know that's a funny story. But you know what? I see a, 
you know, there's a lot of people passing away these days, and it's really sad. A lot of loved ones passing away on Instagram and social media. You see a lot of GoFunds. And nothing is wrong with GoFund. Nothing is wrong helping other people out bury their loved one. There is nothing wrong with that. I remember back in the day, we used to have car washes, wash cars. At least we worked for the money. Now it's just GoFund. Which is nothing's wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, before we have car washes, like, fuck. But besides that, guys, for like $40 a month, 40 45 it, it, it just depends. But for like 40 bucks a month, you can have life insurance. I have it. It's worth it. I don't want anything to happen to me. If something did happen to me, I want my I want everything to be paid for. I don't want a gold fund. I don't want to put that all that pressure on my parents or my family members. Like I want to be paid for 40 bucks a month is nothing. You spend that at fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, people. I'm just saying the way the world these days, life is precious. Don't leave your family member with a burden. Get your life insurance, 40 bucks a month, depending. Leave your kids money. Leave them some life insurance money. Get your services paid for. It's sad thinking of, by my parents, I already picked their spot out at Rose Hills. They have their spot picked out. They have their plots picked out. Everything is paid for with them. They don't want to leave us with any burden. That's being responsible parents. And we need to be responsible parents to our kids. My grandpa already has his picture on his plot. A lot of my family members, most of them, already paid for their plots. Picked where they want to be buried at. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But sometimes we need to talk about stuff like that. We need to talk about some real shit. Some real life shit. I think a lot of us are being irresponsible. I'm just saying for 40 bucks a month, if that's the price, that's what I pay for. I'm going to hire a little bit so I can leave more money to my son. Get life insurance. If you have problem finding life insurance, let me know. I have a few numbers, a few companies that you could call, and they'll take care of you. They're not my sponsor. I'm not doing it for any sponsorship. I'm just doing it to look out for you guys. We don't need gold funds. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, you ever see someone that get buried that has a lot of money, their family has a lot of money, but they still do a gold fund? I think that's mind-blowing. Like, I know that person had a lot of money. I know that family has a lot of money, but they still do a GoFund. And they'll be like, oh, well, we didn't put together. Our friend put together. Like, bro, come on. Do you really need a GoFund for $50,000 or whatever it is? I think that's mind-blowing. People taking advantage of other people. Whatever. Nashville, episode 18. I'll see you guys Friday. Late.
Thank you.